Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Here's Kaz Daughtry. Kaz, good job on behalf of all New Yorkers. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you, Sid. Uh, good morning, everyone. Good morning to you. So what changed? Is it just that because they blocked, you know, bridges and stuff before, what changed that yesterday we saw 334 arrests? Hey, uh, before I get started, first I just want to take a, a moment to, uh, you know, to to, to recognize uh, Chief General Joe Esposito. He passed away last night. Did you know him? I've done a whole, basically a whole tribute yes, show to I, Joe. Did I, you? I knew I knew Chief Esposito very well. Okay, good. Thank you for doing that. That means a lot. Thank you. We've done basically since six a.m. a whole tribute show to Joe today, and Woody was just talking about him. So thank you for that, Cass. Thank you. Yes. No, no, my pleasure. Thank, thank you for acknowledging him. He was a great man, and he's going to be in our, his family's in our thoughts and prayers uh, this morning. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Um, I do mean that from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. All right, but uh, getting back to the, uh, the not as important stuff, which is the question, why yesterday 334 arrests? Well, you know, first of all, it was, we made over 300 arrests, but when when we got we had information that they were planning on going to the airports and trying to disrupt uh, you know commuters from from uh, missing their flights or wanted to cause some sort of traffic congestion at the airport and then they surprised us and uh, they they hit the uh, three bridges in the tunnels and when we got the phone call when I got the phone call notified me to notify me that there was a uh, protesters blocking the you know Brooklyn Bridge Williamsburg Bridge Manhattan Bridge and the tunnels. I immediately got on the phone with the leadership, Chief Madry, uh, Police Commissioner, the First Deputy Commissioner, Chief Patrol, and it was very clear. Lock them up. We're not going to tolerate that. You know, New Yorkers should not have to wait that long for these individuals that are blocking the major arteries in the city, from going to work, going to their job, you know, going wherever they're going. New Yorkers should not have to sit there and, and go through that. And it was it was a very clear message. Put them in jail. We did lock them up. We locked over three hundred of them up. I think ninety, ninety. Uh, the Port Authority took maybe a little over ninety, and we took the rest. Well, listen. As I said, on behalf of all New Yorkers, thank you. Um, I've been waiting for that moment. I, you know, to see these people locked up. I would just say too, Taz. You know, when it comes to that decision, and I'm not sure who makes it in the end. If it's you or Jeff or Eddie or or Eric. Uh, you know, when there are Jewish students, for example, holed up inside a library because they're scared to death to walk outside, uh, those people aren't blocking traffic, but they are, uh, you know, there's a terroristic threat, and I would lock those people up too. Where do you, in other words, where do you come to the decision? Is it just as easy as, well, they're blocking a bridge, or are you, are you going to start to consider a lot of the other hateful and scary stuff these people are doing as possible crimes. Sid, I, I personally was on a Brooklyn Bridge, and, you know, when when the officers, when I got there, immediately I called the Chief Madry, I got the police commissioner on the phone again, and the message was very clear again. Kaz, let the incident commander know they ought to start making arrests now. New Yorkers should not have to sit there and, and, and 
and be inconvenienced by this. Yeah, but Kaz, what if they're and, not? And, but what if they're not just inconvenienced? What if I'm scared? What, what if what if my kid is trying to go into the library at NYU or Cooper Union and a bunch of pro-Palestinians are threatening to kill him? I mean, I'm just asking you: Can we arrest those people at that point too, or is it just well if they're blocking bridges and tunnels? That's it. No, absolutely not. You know, we're gonna when it's inside of the school, we're gonna be guided by the. Uh, by the school administration, but if, if they want if they wanted an arrest, we would make an arrest also. So, so you guys, I love this. So you guys are basically like me and the rest of New York guys. You and Jeff Madry and Eddie Caban and Eric too, the mayor. You basically had enough. Uh, you know, I know that uh, there's nothing you can do. They have a legal right to walk the streets. I understand that, but it's becoming pretty clear to me and Kemper and the rest of you guys that you're losing your patience. Is that fair to say? I wouldn't say we're we're very patient, and you know what? This is New York City, and we want to protect the, the uh, New Yorkers and individuals. You know, First Amendment right to protest. That's fine, but when you start inconveniencing other people's sit, the gloves are off, and you are going to jail. That's the message that we that we want to send from the top down. We're not going to let people inconvenience and, uh, uh, everyday New Yorkers that's going about their lives. It's not happening, Sid. Those days are over. We're not going to have a city of lawlessness that is going on where you think you just do whatever you want to do in the city. When you start inconveniencing New Yorkers, shutting down bridges, traffic backed up for hours, like that's not happening. You know, we, we apologize that you know that, that you had to sit in that traffic and, and, and to New Yorkers that sat there and, and, and had to watch that and wait for us to get, you know, to get together as an agency and and to go there and, and to combat this. We wish we could have been a little faster, but believe me, the cops are moving as fast as they can. We're talking about over three hundred people that's arrested, Sid. I mean, this is it's a process here, and we're going to get better. We're going to get better as they decide to do it again. We're going to we're going to lock them up again. Oh my man, Kaz, I love it. Uh, so, what do you think? Uh, hard to predict this. I understand that because a lot of these losers have nothing else to do. You understand that, Kaz? It's not like they decided to protest yesterday and skip neurosurgery. You know what I mean? So they got nothing to do. These morons. But do you think it'll still serve as a deterrent for some moving forward? That hey, if you do this stuff, you're going to jail. So they didn't get a, they didn't get their usual get two tickets and they're walking out the back door of a, a mass arrest process center, which we know of, which we call as MAPSI. They they were put through for a desk appearance ticket. They were put through as a regular arrest, but just not fingerprinted. And it took a little while. Normally they're used to getting two tickets and that's it. It's over. They're out the yep. door within an hour, an hour and a half. Right. They spent a little time in jail last night. Love that. Let me ask you, there's one story that uh, has bothered my wife and I at home, and you know how I feel about uh, the whole migrant situation, and this is probably not in your department, Kaz, but I'm curious anyway. The, um, there was an 11-year-old uh, little boy migrant, uh, and he was found strangled to death with uh, shoelaces in the lobby. I know you know what story I'm talking about. Has there been any any movement on that story because... 99% of the time, most New Yorkers, and I'll include myself, I'm guilty of this. We're sick of the illegals. We're sick of the migrants. And, you know, they've been doing some, some bad stuff, robbing stores in King's Plaza, walking into people's homes, knocking on people's doors. They've become, at the very least, a nuisance. But nobody wants to see an 11-year-old little boy die. Any movement on that case? I, I honestly said I, I, I have to look into that. And, um I can get you could definitely have me back on again, and I could talk about that. But I, I don't have the, the yeah. I figured that. Me. Well, I'm going to I'm, yeah. I'm going to want to bring you back if you can just uh, check out Kaz and talk to whoever would be in charge of that. 
And uh, give me an update on that because there's a lot of folks, believe it or not, that are asking me. And, of course, that's way above my pay grade. So I, I would uh, love to bring you back for that. Okay, so now I'm moving forward, Kaz. I think yesterday certainly sends a message from the police department that you're not going to do this uh, to our city. Is there anything else uh, that you guys you know, I, have I, changed? I also forgot to, I also forgot to mention, um, you know, by them blocking the major arteries, these, these arteries into our city, these bridges and tunnels, it also affects public safety. It also puts people at risk, ambulances, firefighters, fire trucks, try, people try to get medical assistance, organ donations, like uh, organ transports. It just puts people, it just, you just, you're affecting everybody. Agreed, and you just made the best point of all. I know the mayor, Eric Adams, said the same thing yesterday. It's not just people trying to get to work. I mean, God forbid, Kaz, you know, it's my dad in an ambulance who just had a heart attack. He ain't going to make it by the time these idiots get out of the way. So you just made a, a great point, uh, just like the mayor did last night. Well, thank you again for coming on, Kaz. You're two for two, and Michael Kemper is right. You're a terrific guy. And uh, get back to me on that 11-year-old, but great work yesterday, and thank you very much. Thank you very much, Sid. All right, Kaz. Happy New Year, pal. You too, sir. Thank Take you. care. Kaz Daughtry, the assistant commissioner to the chief of – he's the chief of staff for the uh, chief, so – we got a lot of juice on this show. We talk to the big guns. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.